Podcast 035, Sepulter Film Presentation Part 2. Sponsored by my buddies at PantryParatus.com. Uh, they sell food preservation tools. Produce, prepare, preserve your own harvest. All right, so that was Sepulter's Aquaculture movie. And um, before we start going into the Q&A, which will have to be a short one uh, because they're going to kick us out of the library. We have to be out of this room at a quarter till. But, uh, well, true. But Six hours wrong. Uh, yeah. So I think it's the minute part is right. Uh, so anyway, um, I wanted to point something out, and that is that there was a lot of these points in time where you heard Sepp Holzer talking, 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 and the translation was rather brief. So uh, when when he was here in the United States and I saw him, he had three translators, and the three translators all agreed that there was a lot of stuff that Sepp had to say that they refused to translate. Apparently, Saul, uh, uh, Sepp is something of a salty dog. So uh, uh, anyway, one of the videos in a translation that I have, uh, it's the Terrace's one, where he uh, is talking about um, uh, the trees and how it's... Uh, uh, got a bio death going on. There's like a lot, not a life in there. Um, and so he's pointing, he's gesturing, he's, he's kind of pissed off. You can see him talking a lot and he's pointing and, and he goes on and on and on. And I think that if you're pissed, I think German might be the best language for that. And you can really kind of get that out of there. And so he, he, he gets started, he's going on and on and on and on and on. And after this long, 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 long bit of talking, you don't have any idea what he's saying. Finally comes this, uh, translation. The government doesn't understand. <laughs> All right, questions. What do we got? Oh man, it was it was a comprehensive uh, uh, video. <laughs> okay, Caleb, you got one. Stealing the pond. He was talking about uh, to do it with the silt and muddy water was part. Of, he was talking about the pig mixing everything up and letting that. Well, of course, when you seal a pond, you always use seals. No. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, um, he he gave a two day presentation on sealing ponds, um, and uh, the answer to this question is the same as the answer to most questions: is it depends. Um, uh, but I'll, I will say that that uh, how he seals ponds, he he feels like he got uh, the information on how to seal a pond from the pigs, from watching the pigs. Now, he went to ag school where they said, you know, line it with foil. And I think what they, what, when he says foil or when the translation comes through as foil, we think aluminum foil. I, I think that they mean like pond liner. You know, so, so line it with uh, the, the rubber pond liner. And that's, that's how you seal a pond. And um, somehow that never sat right with him, but he did it. And um, uh, and then he kept like looking at the pigs. And it's like, well, you know, these, these pigs, they wallow. They don't even wallow very long. And then you walk by this spot, and it hasn't rained in two weeks, but this thing's still full of water, this, this little pig well. What did they do? So uh, it came to him in a dream. And then uh, the next morning, like first thing when he got up, is he, he called a track hoe guy to come out with his track hoe and tried building a pond and sealing it the way that pigs seal their wallows. And it, and it worked. Like packed it down down that Well, so like... If the, supposing that the sand, that the soil is sandy, 
so it's, it's not going to seal really well by our standards. So um, uh, one of the things that he does, one of the techniques that he does is that he puts the, he gets the biggest track hoe, puts the smallest bucket on it that'll go on that track hoe, and then he goes around and pushes down into the bowl just as hard, like lift the tracks of the track hoe up. He's pushing down so hard. Okay, and then you move the bucket over, um, you know, uh, uh, eight inches, ten inches, the width of the bucket, and do it again. And you just keep doing, and you just cover the whole bowl with this, and that's one form of sealing. Another form of sealing is, and he mentions it in the video kind of briefly, but you probably have no idea what he's talking about, and that is you go down and you get a bucket full of stuff with water, and you jiggle it up. You get it good and mixed up, which is kind of like what pigs do, right? And then basically you're, you're, you're getting the finer stuff to float to the top and the heavier stuff to float to the bottom, and then you, lip, you put it all back where you found it. And now it's going to settle. And then um, is you're going to get the clay stuff on the top, and you're going to get the bigger rocks and stuff at the bottom, and then you pack it down. So um, now you, you can end up with a, a sealed layer in your pond. Now, for a lot of stuff, like for his lakes, where he brings back a whole lake, he just puts in a dam with a key, where just the dam has a bit of a seal. But the, uh, the, the lake actually comes from... Uh, groundwater, and it, it's actually like there's there's like water, like little micro rivers running around in the soil underneath, and it just comes through the sand and fills the lake behind the dam. Um, when it comes to using clay soils, building a dam becomes really tricky. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, I've got lots of clay, so it'll be really easy for me to build a dam. Actually, it's much harder to build a dam. And, and that is that if you build your dam the wrong way, your dam turns, when, it, when you get a little rain going on, it turns into jello, and then it goes down the hill to visit the neighbors. And that could be awkward. So um, uh, pond building, there's a lot to it. There's not a single obvious recipe. Um, and, uh, and SEP, of course, has a lot of Imagine Mount Sentinel covered with 70 ponds, like what we saw at SEP's. I mean, wouldn't I, I think that would be awesome, but, you know, some people would be like, no, you've scarred the land forever. But I think it would be awesome. I could still think it would be awesome. I see a lot of people that way. What's that? I see a lot of people that way. That's a huge area. I think you should be able to feed all of Missoula that way. But, um, you know, a lot of people, I mean, it's not a fit for them. I mean, they, they, most people, it's like they've got to, it's got to be within their comfort zone of what's normal, you know. And, and usually that is going to involve chemical companies. <laughs> so, Fran. I, I see you saying about working with nature so that you don't have to work. And, but what uh, interests me is that he's got all of this lush growth. All of it, or most of it, edible. He and his wife can't cover all those acres doing all of that hard the time is now 8.30. The library closes at 9 o'clock. Web Alley and the public internet computers will close in 15 minutes. Okay, the library is closed. So get the hell out. But um, All right. Uh, so they've got about 100 acres, and you're saying that Seth and his wife uh, – couldn't harvest all 80 acres. Oh, I can't or, harvest. Or, I own 0.21. Acres. <laughs> and I don't okay. grow as much as they do, so there's something going on. There is. There's I... something going on there. <laughs> That's a crafty guy. He is the mighty, the glorious, the amazing Zepp Holzer. Okay, well, of course, he's got Team Zepp, but they're, they only come when he's got adventures out in the world, you know, uh, when the 
world needs Sepp. Sepp and his crew show up. Um, but uh, at his place, that's not exactly how it goes down. Now, it used to be that he did a lot of stuff that's kind of like what we would expect, but so much of that has been so complicated by government laws, much as it is here, that he's gotten out of all of that. So now, um, <laughs> he produces a lot of food, and a lot of people that give him money get a lot of his food, but he doesn't sell any food anymore because there's laws about that, right? It gets complicated. So, um, anyway, what he does is that he charges 95 euros to come and visit his land. Now, there's a parking lot down the hill. And then you park your car down there, you walk up the hill, you get to a gate, you pay your 95 euros, and then you can come in. And you can do whatever you want. And you can wander around on your own, you can go on a little tour with Sepp or somebody else, maybe his wife or whatever, and, you know, and then when you're done for the day, then you just go ahead and go home. And if you happen to have filled your backpack up with food, more power to you. Who cares? If you fill it up with seed, you can do that. If you fill it up with, you know, whatever you want. And then if you're going to come back, it's another 95 euros. So, you're concerned about them harvesting all of that food, do you see how it kind of isn't an issue now? <laughs> I imagine that there are some folks that can pack 100 pounds of food out of there. <laughs> On top of that, I mean, you know, I've, I've talked about this in some of my other presentations in this room. A lot of people, and I'm going to be part of this group, believe that this food is far better for you than anything that's available in the most organic grocery store in all of the United States. This is polyculture food. This is food that's grown in a polyculture, the way nature intended, not in a row, not in a big field. This is, this is real polyculture. That means that there are all kinds of nutrients that are passed into the carrot that um, uh, we don't know about. We have yet to figure out how to measure it or know that it exists. But that carrot is able to get it from all the other plants around it. And then now that carrot is loaded with all kinds of fascinating nutrition that, that we're not even aware of. So now um, there are a lot of people that are sick, and they need super nutritious food, and this fits that qualification. Um, I don't know. What do carrots go for down at the good food store right now? forty. $1.40. $1.40. Is that organic? Organic carrots, approximately. Okay, all right. It fluctuates. Okay, so like let's say let's say that uh, you believe you believe in what Seth's food can do, and you've got the cancer, and it's looking like you know there's the chemo, there's the operation and the surgery. I mean, what are we talking about? A hundred grand here to try and get through this or cancer ordeal versus. How much might you be willing to spend per pound for those carrots from Sepp's place? Would you be willing to pay $20 a pound for them? I mean, if somebody went up there with a, a backpack and they paid their 95 euros, which is about, what, 120 bucks, 130 bucks? So they paid 130 bucks. They packed out carrots and all kinds of other food. And uh, they've got 100 pounds of food on there, so it's going to cost them a little more than a dollar a pound. And somebody's willing to pay 20 bucks a pound for this. I, I think that they've got a pretty good business thing going, and um, you know. But Sep never sold any food, which is an important thing, um, because you know when you start selling food by a certain amount, suddenly you fall under all kinds of interesting regulations and stuff like that.
Did I answer your question, Fran? <laughs> yes, very clever. <laughs> very good. I'm going to have to have the whole name come and help me with my raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, there's there's the uh, the the forums at permis.com. I've got a, I made a forum just for Missoula. It's got like thousands of posts in it. So when you've got an abundance of raspberries. Go ahead and post there, and then... You look at a small pack in the store, just, just a like, Yeah, four bucks. Four bucks? Yeah. I can take 16 bucks just right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have kept it going. You know, they really are they, they will grow in the wild here. Yeah. They will grow in the wild here. Okay, next question. We're like, one more question. This is going to be a short podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, you said Seth is coming next year. Are you? How do we find out uh, how to be involved in, in this visit? Okay, are, are you on? So I've got a mailing list. So if you go to like the permies.com homepage or the the Rick's Oil, there's a there's a mailing thing you can sign up for. Okay. And one of the there's a checkbox there for Missoula stuff. But I, you know, I think when I've got, I mean, right now there is a web page that's created that talks about what he's going to be presenting on, and stuff like that. But I think that they're not set up to be able to take money yet. But I'm not, I'm not sure. But I know that I think in the next month, then the gal that's kind of the the main contact for that is going to be back in town. I think she's over there in Germany right now, and uh, and she'll get all that ironed out. Then we'll it'll, we'll start announcing it and stuff like that. But um, for folks that are on my mailing list, then I'll I'll announce it when when everything's ship shape and ready. But um, I've also got a thing where I announce Missoula stuff. Um, like about once a week, I send out an email just to Missoula folks about stuff, um, and, and I announce this kind of thing that I'm doing or whatever. It's Missoula-ish. Um, if, if like if, if we come up with like somebody we're going to do a Wafati project, and we're doing it tomorrow. Um, then you've got a day's notice to either be there or be square, but only if you're on the mailing list. So, uh, yeah, it's an email sign-up thing that's on permies.com, right on the home page. So um, check that. I think that's the best place. I want as soon as the information. I mean, I think that's really important information, and um, and there is a web page about it. I, and uh, if you send me an email and remind me, I'll go find that web page because it's in another email of mine, and I'll email everybody about it. But it's like I don't think they'll even take money yet. I don't think. But they'll tell you, like, what they've lined up. I mean, I, I spent, uh, like, like two or three hours with the woman going over what we would have set present on what days and where. And so, who's they? So this woman, I think her name is Katerina Hirsch. Um, and uh, she's up on, uh, like, the northwest side of Flathead Lake. And she's got something like 96 acres up there. And um, so she's the one who is financing, because Seth charges real money. I mean, you think about it, are you going to fly halfway around the world to look at somebody else's land and be there for two weeks? You know, do you want to get compensated for that? <laughs> you know, uh, hell yeah. So anyway, uh, she's she's working it out. And so, of course, the classes are her way to try and get some of that back. So, um, uh, and I, I think it's just, I think it's great that she's doing it, and um, I'm very excited to be seeing Seth uh, again, 
and uh, Sepp sent me emails to say, go look at the land. And so, I mean, at first, I, she kept asking me to go up there and take a look at it. And, and I was like, yeah, 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 I'll come out. Just not this week. <laughs> you know, so much going on. And then I got an email from Sepp saying, go look at it. And I was like, ah! <laughs> okay. <laughs> I went out the next day. <laughs> I looked. <laughs> so, uh, um, she wants to have Seth build some ponds, and um, she has an interesting berm running down that looks very man-made. And I said, you know, smells like the Army Corps of Engineers. Uh, I think that there's probably something going on here. And let's just check it. So she checked it out, and it turned out to be, no, it's totally cool. She can do whatever she wants. So she's she's getting everything arranged with all of the appropriate parties and stuff, getting permitted and whatever else, and getting making sure that all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed for when Seth gets here. But I, I thought that it's on a slope, and I'm a big fan of sloped land, and it had a lot of different kinds of slope, and she's got lots of water there, and I'm just thinking, oh, yeah. Now, the things that she wants to do, I mean, that that was a bit of an exercise try and find out what she wants to do. Okay, um, you know what? We've got to bring this to an end. Uh, and so uh, we've got to get all these chairs put away, and we're supposed to be out of here in five minutes, four minutes. <laughs> all right. Bye, pod people. <laughs>